0: all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. You're joining me in the middle of a, a series of talks on instructions for living is what we are entitling this. And this is based on a verse of scripture in First Corinthians chapter 16. Two verses, actually. And it is instructions for a church who finds themselves in living in a very worldly culture, trying to remain true to the teachings of Jesus. Paul writes to this church in Corinth in the midst of this ungodly culture in which they find themselves. And he just wants to encourage them with some instructions. We've talked about the first one. And then today we're going to go over the second one. So just a little review. I'm going to go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. And we'll do a quick review of what we talked about last week. And then we'll jump right in to this week's instruction. Verse 13 says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love. So five things, five things that Paul tells this church, a message to us as the modern day church, people who follow Christ, what we should be doing as we await Christ's return. So last week we talked about being on your guard and we talked about how that was like a person standing watch, um, a military guard who is looking for danger as other people are sleeping or doing other tasks. And that's what we've been called to do, to be alert, to awake, be awake to any unusual or potentially dangerous spiritual situations. Jesus tells us to watch and to be ready for his return. And when we are not on our guard, we are not preparing for his return. So we need to stay awake to temptation be aware of how we are living and what our actions and words are saying to others about God, and we need to surround ourselves with godly friends who are going to help us to remain spiritually vigilant as the dangers come our way, and they surely will. So today we're going to be talking about the second instruction uh, that Paul gives to the, this church in Corinthians, and he tells them to stand firm in the faith. So what does that look like? So as I got to thinking about this, I've thought about um, a Monet painting. I don't know if any of you have ever looked at one or studied them. I'm not I'm not versed in art, but I do like the Monet paintings. Um, in high school and college, I had a couple replica posters hanging up in my bedroom or in my dorm room, and I always thought they were very beautiful, but that's because I was standing back and looking at them from a distance. When you get up close to them, um, because of the style in which he painted, it looks very much like a jumbled mess. And in my mind, and sometimes in my way that I operate or take a situation and look at it, I'm looking at it up close, and it looks like a jumbled mess. But just like with the Monet painting, if I were to step back and try and see the situation the circumstance, how I react. If I try and look at the bigger picture, then I may have a better understanding of what's really going on. And so in our life, there's always a bigger picture to keep in mind. And what that bigger picture is, is it's God. And what is he preparing for his people? What is he preparing his people how is he preparing his people to meet him? So just let me throw out this question to you. What would happen if in your life you operated with the bigger picture in mind? And as, we, as I thought about that for myself, I thought about Matthew 24. And this is going to be our main scripture for today, but we have saturated this episode. will be heavily saturated with scripture. I've got about five, five or six scriptures that I want to reference um, to read. So this is the first one. This is going to be kind of our jumping off point. And it is very much a warning from Jesus himself as to what we should be doing in these last days. Now, I don't want that to scare you when I say these last days, because since Jesus's ascension and the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2, we have been in the last days. Nobody knows but the Father when he's going to tell Jesus to go get his church. Nobody knows that. But we're going to live in a way that we are looking for that day. And that will affect how we we live and how we operate. But in Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 4, and I'm going to read through verse 14, Jesus gives a warning of how we should be operating. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from their faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So let's, let me look at back at verse 13. It says, But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. That's a promise. That's a promise from Jesus himself that if we stand firm, because he's already told us many will fall, Many will betray their faith. They'll turn from their faith. They'll betray each other. Their love for God will grow cold. So how do we guard against that? How do we stand firm in the faith? There are four things that we have to remember to be able to stand firm in the faith each and every day. Maybe until we have these things concrete in our minds maybe it be something that we include in our daily bible time reading these four verses that i'm about to reference so the first thing as we stand firm in the faith as we persist in our faith as we persevere in our faith we need to remember what christ has done for you what christ has done for me Paul, in another letter, he writes to another church in the book of Galatians. He tells them this. Galatians 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So what did Christ do for us? He set us free. So because of that, we can stand firm. There's no slavery, there's no yoke, there's no burden when we remember that Christ has set us free when he died on the cross and rose again, forgiving us of our sins. So remember what Christ did. Number two, remember that our future is in heaven. And I'm going to flip over to Philippians, which is, again, another letter that Paul writes to another church. Uh, Philippians 3, verses 20 and t- 21 and verse 1 of chapter 4. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. Therefore, because of those things he's just mentioned, my brothers, You, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. So remember, our citizenship is not the country in which we live in right now. It is in heaven. So we can stand firm in the faith by remembering what Christ did for us. He set us free. By remembering our future home is in heaven we are a citizen of heaven. Number three, we are called to remember that we have been set apart for a specific work. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2:13 through 15 says, But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. So remember that we have been set apart. That word in verse 13, sanctifying, means to be set apart for a specific task that we might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to remember what Christ did for us. He set us free. Remember that we are not citizens of our country here on earth. We are citizens of heaven. That's where our future is. Remember that we have been set apart for a specific work. And lastly, we need to remember who our enemy is and the weapons that we have been given to fight this enemy. And that's in Ephesians 6, uh, verses 10 through 18. I'm just going to read a little bit of that. This is the armor of God. Uh, But verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, stand. And it goes on to tell us to stand firm with the weapons, with that armor on the belt of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of readiness that comes with the gospel of peace our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and we are to pray. So we need to remember who our enemy is and then remember the weapons and the armor that we have been given to fight. So how do we stand firm in the faith? How do we persist in our faith, persevere in our faith? Remember what Christ did for you. Remember that your future is in heaven You are a citizen of heaven. Remember that you have been set apart for a specific work. And remember who your enemy is. And then remember the weapons and the armor that you have been given to fight. This weapons of God will defeat the enemy. All right, to finish up today, I want to leave us with a verse from Psalm 40, verse 2. This is what Jesus did. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. How can we stand firm in our faith? Because we have a firm place to stand. And that's on Jesus Christ and his work that he did. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for these instructions. God, we're living in a time that is so chaotic and worldly and dark. And yet you didn't place us here without help. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding us. I pray that you would help us to stand firm in our faith this week. Help us to remember what you did for us, what Christ did for us. Help us to remember that we are citizens of heaven. Our future is there. Help us to remember that we are set apart for specific work. And then help us to remember that you have given us an armor and weapons that will defeat our enemy who is real and who is prowling around looking for someone to devour. God, thank you for that firm place to stand, that Jesus is the rock on which we can stand and build our lives and remain faithful to you. Help us as we persist in our faith each and every day. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. I hope that you were encouraged today. Continue to be on your guard. Continue to stand firm in your faith. And then next week, we are going to look at how we can be men and women of courage in a culture that tends us to not be so courageous sometimes. I hope you have a good week, and I hope you'll meet me right back here then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me, and I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross, he was buried in a tomb, and then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your savior. It's as easy as that. I wanna encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcast on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.